What? 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 About. 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 What? 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 It's about. About. Welcome to What It's About, the podcast full of poorly researched and strongly held opinions with your hosts, Kyle and me, Claire. How are you today, Claire? I am good. I'm in holiday mode. Nice. Holiday. Yes, we're recording this on May the 2nd. We don't even know. That's <laughs> that's how holiday mode it is. It's a holiday here in China, so we have a few days off. It is. Um, it's Labor Day. Labor Day. Or yesterday was Labor Day. Something like that. I know. We've got five days off in a row. It's glorious. I feel free. That's why uh, I was very late today. Sorry, Carl. Claire, I got something to tell you. Go on. I cheated on you last week. Oh my God, what did you do? I was a guest on another podcast. What? <laughs> and you didn't tell me? Um, so it was like a it was like a music business podcast, like for my real job. I'm really offended. <laughs> I'm re- how dare you do that? Did you at least drop this podcast in? I did not at all. <gasps> oh my God, Kyle. I told you it was like for my job, man. <sighs> you should have been like, this is my job, but also, by the way, check out this really great podcast <laughs> I'm doing with my mate Claire. Um, but I'd like to do that now. So you should go listen to the Lush Kills podcast. What? You're promoting their podcast, <laughs> but you didn't promote ours. This is uh, not how it works. This is not cross-pollination, Carl. Um, something. I don't know what to say. <laughs> okay, I just want people to go listen to it. If you like, um, you know, marketing techniques and uh, music licensing and, uh, you know, super fun and exciting, exhilarating things like that, music then you should go licensing. listen to the Lush Kills podcast. I'm upset. I don't know if I'll ever forgive you. I'm going <laughs> to find a podcast to guest on. <laughs> I'm going to talk about the things I know. Um, do you want to have any guests on this podcast? Yeah, I think that'd be nice. Who Who would your ideal podcast guest be? Well, Stephen Fry, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know if we can aim that high. Anybody got a link? <laughs> uh, um, Stephen, if you're listening, you can email <laughs> us at whatitsaboutpod <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> There are there are a myriad of people in China that do podcasts. I've got mm. a load of friends that do. Mm. So maybe we can do some crossover episodes, take our great reach to them, bring their great reach to us. Um, should we begin? Let us begin. Bum, ba, da, bum, 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 bum. Five facts in five minutes. Go. What is the pinky glove? I'll tell you facts about it after you've guessed. Um... It sounds a little bit disgusting, just right off the bat. Cool. Should I give you some clues? Um, it's a. I assume it's a glove that you wear on your pinky. Sort of. Is it sexual in nature? No, definitely not. <laughs> um, is it... Um, okay, give me another hint. Um, it's something created by an all-male startup from Germany. Mm, is it for playing video games? It is absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. Um, so this all-male startup presented it on the German version of Dragon's Den. Um, I, I can't say the name because it's in German. Okay. Um, and I just sound like I'm really offensive towards German people. Okay. <laughs> I try. Um, so pinky gloves, they come in a pack of 48 and cost 14 US dollars per pack. Mm-hmm. Um, they presented this and a male investor, entrepreneur dude on Dragon's Den decided he would give them 30,000 euros uh, for this product. 
and it is a glove you wear so that you can remove your tampon without having to touch your own vagina. Mm. Because obviously, menstruating vaginas are disgusting. Uh, this sounds a bit unnecessary. It sounds really fucking unnecessary. <laughs> um, trust a bunch of dudes to be like, we know what we'll do. We'll make a product for women, but we won't talk to any women about it. Great. So there's been a big outcry of people being like, what the fuck, guys? Like, no. Um, and they did a sorry. And their sorry was, it has become clear that we still have a lot to learn and have some blind spots. Yes. Uh, did they pull the product? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Um... It's just for, you need more than one finger f for that. Uh, to remove a tampon. Yes. <laughs> two, two, generally. Sort of like a, a like a squeeze and pull. But you don't need gloves. Like, and what? I don't know if your pinky is very much involved, is it? Really, really not. No. Um, in fact, I highly doubt there is a woman in the world that uses her pinky finger to remove her tampon. Um, I think they call them, maybe they call them pinky gloves because it was like, pink is girly. Oh, I see. Okay. Maybe and like you have a pinky on your hand. Okay. I don't. I don't really know. Anyway, they got in a lot of trouble. Everyone yelled at them um, because they're basically saying that menstruating is disgusting. Mm, great. Which we know it is not, don't we, Carl? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> um, okay. Your okay, fact. Okay. Moving on. Uh, last month there was a new world record for speed running on a video game. You, do you know what game it was? Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, that would be great. Um, <laughs> no, I have no idea. It was for the first Mario game, actually. Um, oh, the one where you're like, boink. I think that pretty well describes all Mario games. Yeah. The very first, like Mario 1 for, mm -hmm. for Nintendo. A group of speedrunners have been, have been working through this game for years, for decades. And over the last maybe 20 years, they've shaved another something like three seconds off the off the complete time to, to play the game. So now people are speed running it in something like five and a half minutes. Um, but, what? but people are playing the game over and over again to set the new world record, which is like hundredths of a second of, away. Jesus. So it's just you play the whole game on super fast forward. Yeah, basically they the people who play it, they don't um, they don't ever stop. Like they're like they're constantly holding like the forward button and just like doing all the jumps and everything that that uh, that they can while they go through the game. But further than that, they've actually they've studied the game. They've used like computers to study the game to find every single spot in the game where you could shave another second off your off your runtime. So like, oh, if you jump to this platform then to this platform it's faster than jumping here to here that's or, crazy people uh, have way too much fucking time <laughs> like people have way too much time um also figuring out like uh you know the because you know at the end you jump to the flagpole yeah that's how you finish the level like the optimal height for where you should jump to where you should jump to meet the flagpole because it shaves like a hundredth of a second That's off a, a, depending on how far the flagpole has to go down before the next level loads, shit like that. Yeah, people have too much time. Insanity. Okay, my next one. Um, mine are all quite serious. I think I'm, I'm on a bit of a, um, a feminist streak <laughs> of late. Well, like for my whole life, but like especially <laughs> when I was researching these facts uh, yesterday and today. Um... A new think tank survey has come out uh, in the UK 
they surveyed a load of students about to enter university. Um, and they're talking about setting a compulsory social test that everyone has to take before they enter uni. What do you reckon it's on? Feminism. <laughs> well, related, but no. Uh, it's about sexual consent. Mm. Because um, they've basically realised that nobody really knows what consent is. Yeah. Um, so 58% of the people they surveyed think it's a good idea. Um, and only 25% of people feel that they understand consent. 25% of people. And then that makes me wonder. There's another 20... Wait, what's 8, what's eight plus? What's 8 plus 5? 13. 13. So there's another like 63% kicking around. No. Uh-huh. Another, what, a percentage. There's over 25% of people that are like, I don't know what consent is, but I also don't want to learn. Where the fuck are those people? We should, we should have words with them. I have a lot of questions as to the methodology of the survey. Um, but regardless of that, I saw um, a really fantastic YouTube video about, about sexual consent that said um, it's like a cup of tea. Um, okay, (laughs) I mean, I'm British, so I'm down for this analogy. I'm already in. So it was like, you can offer your friend a tea, but you shouldn't force them to drink a cup of tea. And it was like, sometimes you would invite somebody over for a cup of tea and they would be interested in that cup of tea. But then by the time you get the cup and boil the water and make the, get the tea bag and make make the tea, that person's fallen asleep. Would you then force the <laughs> force that person to drink their cup of tea using the justification, well, you said you wanted tea. <laughs> to be fair, that's a really fucking great analogy. Um, they, like... it goes it goes deeper than that. Like they had they had like a whole bunch of analogies of just about tea, and it was just like, yeah, think of consent like tea. And I was like, wow, this is fucking. This is I great. mean, that works. I think that's. <laughs> I think that's an excellent analogy. Um, I think so. This has come out because there's been, you know, the film won an Oscar or it was nominated for Oscars. I can't remember. It won a BAFTA, I think. Um, what was it called? Pieces of a Woman, where it's about this woman. She's like, like kind of tricking men into having sex with her without okay. consent. Did you see it? Have you no, heard of it? You I, haven't heard I didn't of it? watch any of the Oscar movies this year. I'm working my way through them. I'm working my way through. Anyway. Um, we'll have that on late to the game next week. Yeah. Okay. Did you know that 64% of white Americans who classify themselves as liberal or very liberal have been diagnosed with an actual mental health condition? <laughs> really? What? What's a mental health condition? Uh, <laughs> um, so <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> Uh, no, because I, because uh, it's actually I think it's complete bullshit. Um, this was on a uh, on an episode of Tucker Carlson. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> um, and I just thought I just thought it was too funny not to repeat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that is quite funny, but like, oh my God, America. Sixty sixty four percent. Yeah. Of but liberals I mean... have a mental health condition. <laughs> But also, in this day and age, really, who doesn't have a mental health condition of some kind? Um, yeah, something. That might, that might be his point, actually. Yeah. Guess how much money the pandemic cost women globally? This is a new, new stats that have just been released by Oxfam. Um, what the fuck does that even mean, man? <laughs> what does that even mean, man? So um, they... Basically, it's something something like 
64 million jobs have been lost by women throughout the pandemic because uh-huh. uh, a lot of the industries that have worst been affected are things like service industries where there's a disproportionately high amount of women working. Mm-hmm. So think about like restaurants and hairdressers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So in these sectors where they've had the biggest layoffs, um, it's predominantly women that work in them. So they've calculated what they reckon women have lost. And that's not including things like domestic help because it can't be calculated because a lot of domestic workers don't have like contracts or it's like one person employing one person. Um, and they reckon it's around 800 billion US dollars. Okay. Which is a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a lot. There, A lot of people have lost their jobs. I, I don't... Um... This, I don't know what to say about this fact. Um, I'm not sure that it's very helpful mm. to designate uh, people's financial losses by their, you know, gender or color or things like that. I mean, I suppose we should be studying these I things. I mean, but... I think it's super fucking helpful because if you look at it, and this is the same in terms of like finance or like access to healthcare. You know, in the UK, um, you are far more likely to die of coronavirus if you are a person of color than you are if you're a white person. And that is not because of like genetics. It's because of like lack of income. It's because of poor access to healthcare. It's because you're more likely to have a job in the service industry where you're more likely to be exposed. Like, I think it's really fucking important that we look at stuff in terms of gender and race and, you know, disability, because it's a massive factor. Okay. <laughs> you're like, you're like, all right, we'll let that go. All right. So our main segment today, I'd like to talk about everyone's favorite podcaster, Joe motherfucking Rogan. Now I have a confession to make. Let let me guess. You've never listened to Joe Rogan, (laughs) but you already hate him and something about men and punching. And uh... (laughs) Okay, so I've never listened to Joe Rogan ever. I've never listened to Joe Rogan. I don't hate him because I don't know who he is. I mean, I'm assuming by you being like, oh, you're going to hate him. That probably will. You know me quite well. So I probably will hate him. Um, no, I just think that everyone who's never listened to Joe Rogan hates him. I mean, I just feel very neutral. (laughs) Like, I've got very fucking few opinions. Um, yeah, so, um, Joe Rogan got into a bit of trouble this week because he said some disparaging remarks about vaccines. (laughs) Oh, no. Is he an anti-vaxxer twat? He is not an anti-vaxxer. Um, but you wouldn't... But is he anti-this vaccine? You wouldn't know that from reading the headlines. <laughs> um, what did he do? Uh, do I need to do like a primer on Joe Rogan or yeah, the Joe Rogan I, podcast? I think so. Okay. So basically Joe Rogan is a comedian and mostly uh, people know him from... Um, shit, what's the name of that show? Um, Fear Factor. You ever watch Fear Factor? No. Uh, So Fear Factor is this old show in the U.S. where, like, 
it was the first reality TV show like this where people had to eat bugs or, Ugh. or um, you know, do these kind of crazy, you know, stay underwater for as long as they can or jump out of a helicopter and land on this floating thing. Sounds horrible, Colin. Um, yeah, it was it was terrible. But it was like, uh, I mean, the show was called Fear Factor. So, so basically they would find people and find their greatest fears, whether that was like an animal or a fear of heights or something. And they would have to compete by doing these, these things. Mostly, mostly it was like people eating disgusting things or like having bugs or worms all over Um, them or something. Sidebar, Kyle. Yeah. What's your greatest fear? Oh, fuck. Um... Wow. You, you're really not afraid of anything. (sighs) Or are you just trying to rank your fears? <laughs> you have so many that you're like, I don't know how to order them. Um, I don't really know how to answer that question. Why not? I mean, my greatest... Like, if you were on Fear Factor, what would be the challenge they set you? Obviously, your greatest fear is probably like, you know, like death or like your wife dying or something. Yeah, I but mean, like it that would aside, be something. They won't, so, they won't yeah, kill Alicia something. on Fear Factor. It'd be a pretty dark TV yeah, show. <laughs> that's some Hunger Games shit. I'm um, um, fucking terrified of spiders, so oh. that would be... Well, my greatest fear is spiders. My second greatest fear is um, my dog. Your dog? Yeah, like something bad happening to her. Oh, okay. But that, again, wouldn't happen on the telly. I am not afraid of bugs. Ugh, I hate bugs. And actually, like, I've become much less afraid of bugs since... Uh, a warning, dirty hippie alert. Um, I've become a lot less afraid of bugs since I stopped killing them. So, like, if there's a if there's a bug in the house, like, I will literally just like I won't touch it. Like, it doesn't matter where it is. Like, if it's on my desk, like maybe I'll blow it off the desk or something. But like, I I won't do anything. If my wife is like screaming about a spider or something because she's terrified of spiders, then. Like I'll go put get a cup or a piece of paper or something, and I'll put it in Ugh. that, and then I'll put I'll take it outside or blow it out a window or something. Yeah, even talking about it, it's making like all the hairs on my arms stand up. I hate bugs so much, so much. If they're in my house, if they're um not near me, like outside, like if I'm like walking down the street and there's a cockroach on the pavement, I won't like stamp on it or mm. like chase it. But uh, if there is a cockroach in my house. Mm-hmm. It's dying. Mm. And may I, it be a warning to all the others. Yeah, I do I do kill cockroaches occasionally because cockroaches are like um they're not dangerous. Actually, cockroaches are very helpful. Yeah, they're actually not dangerous at all. Because uh, uh, um, my dog chases them and eats them. <laughs> so I've done quite a lot of research about this. Um because no, I was like, oh, they're disgusting. Is she gonna die? Cockroaches it turns out can very clean. Yeah, cockroaches can very easily like multiply. multiply and and if you have a cockroach infestation then it's your it's, life's over it, yeah like that has larger ramifications for your house and the cleanliness of your house yeah do you remember when i had a termite infestation no oh my god this was um last year i came home one day and i was like oh there are a couple of bugs flying around in my living room i mean we live in asia and we, me and carl both live in old houses so it's not unknown for there to be bugs and um, I was like, oh, there's a couple of bugs in my living room. This is weird. I, I don't really like bugs. And then I went upstairs to my bedroom and turned the light on. And holy shit, it was some kind of bug-related apocalypse. 
there were like I like honestly the little flying ones. Yeah, the, and, the, the, and all their like wings ants, fall off. All the wings fall off. That happens every year. No, but this was inside my apartment, and honestly, there there were tens of thousands of them. They swarmed in my house. I had to get in. Did like you have a, a window open or something? No, I have my house is basically a boat. It's made of wood, mm. and they were coming out of the wood. Oh my god, it was. Horrendous. The exterminator came and he said it was one of the worst infestations he'd ever seen in Shanghai. Oh, crazy. It was like Yeah, because that's a very Shanghai thing. And Man. they usually, you know, usually out in the hallway or something where there isn't, you know, like doors and stuff. That there, There's usually that, that one or two days where they yeah. all drop their wings and stuff. And, and, and the eyes will always just like come sweep them all up. Like, oh, yeah. they, you know, that happened. No, I mean like tens of thousands of these things. They swarmed. It was horrific. Mm. I basically had like a seizure on my stairs because I mm. could not cope with the bug level in my mm. house. <laughs> it was, it was unlivable. Um... Okay, so anyway, uh, we know what you would do on Fear Factor, um, but uh, yeah, so that that's like why everyone knows initially why everyone knew who Joe Rogan was. That's how he got very famous. Mm. He's he's a comedian. He was a comedian at first and is a very famous comedian. Um, but then, you know, several years ago, he started the Joe Rogan podcast, which I think is the number one podcast in the world. Oh yeah, like it's a number one on Spotify or, or something. Right? Uh, well. He has a, he got a, last year he got a hundred million dollar deal with Spotify to be a Spotify exclusive podcast. Whoa. Um, which I I want to talk about other stuff in a, in a minute on that later um, because that's brought him a lot more problems. But but for for years, he all of his podcasts were uploaded mainly on YouTube, mm. um, but on all the other podcast uh, platforms also. Um, so he is... Uh, a lot of people think he's right wing. He's not. He's very. He's very center. He's he's very center, and he talks a lot on his podcast about politics. And it's really it's really just about whatever. I mean, he has different guests on. It's five days a week the podcast, and he has different he guests on all the time. They're all experts in one field or another. He has doctors on. He has political dissidents on. He has artists on boatloads of musicians and comics and and things like that um and he's you know he's been very outspoken about a lot of things related to coronavirus and lockdown and and vaccines and things like that so um this week he got into some trouble um because he said the following yeah i think for the most part it's safe to get vaccinated i do but if you're like 21 years old and you say to me, should I get vaccinated? I'll go, no. Are you healthy? Are you a healthy person? Look, don't do anything stupid, but you should take care of yourself. If you're a healthy person and you're exercising all the time and you're young and you're eating well, I don't think you need to worry about this. Ooh, right. <laughs> cool. Okay, I've got a few things to say about this. Number one, you can't exercise coronavirus away. That's uh, a fucking dumb thing to say. Um... Number two, it's not about you, 21-year-old. It's about your Auntie Betty or your best friend's grandmother Doris or Grandpa Ted down the street. Like, what about them? Like, do you just want to be a giant fucking spreader? Right. Well, this is in, in like... Literally, yeah, everybody freaked out. Like, which we're trying to get everybody... Like, herd immunity is what we're now going for. Get everybody fucking immunized, like... 
I just want life to go back to normal. I'm so bored of not being able to like leave this country. Like, come on. And people are being, do you know, I actually was, I had um, dinner last night with a, a friend of a friend who's a doctor here in Shanghai. And she works at um, a really fancy international hospital here that I shall not name. Um, and she said that they, when they were first offered the vaccine, she obviously, she was like, obviously I immediately went and got vaccinated. I work in a hospital. Like mm. I was like, please inject me. She said for her department, um, which, you know, is like maybe not a hundred doctors, but like close to, she was the only one that went and got vaccinated. Mm. And now, like, now that more people have been, they're like, oh, yeah, okay. And they're, like, getting vaccinated. Mm -hmm. But it's so hard. Like, I think there's so much, like, fear and, like, rumour mongering going on around this that it's just never going to end. Like, just get vaccinated. You'll be fine. Like, seven people have had adverse effects. It's fine. It's fine. How many people die every day getting in their car? Go and get vaccinated. You're more likely to die or be injured on your way to the vaccination place than you are from the vaccination. Oh my god, it makes me so angry. Um, yeah, so, like, the most notably, like, uh, Dr. Fauci, like, the next day, like, went on television and was like, this is fucking stupid, like, mm -hmm. this is irresponsible, you shouldn't say this, um, and... You know, that was basically that that was the main argument is that, yes, for for a young, healthy person, maybe that person will, you know, not maybe that person will most likely survive coronavirus. But that's not really what it's about. It's about the public, the public good versus the private good. Yeah, um, I think so many people only think of themselves. And this is in like we see it a lot in politics but now you know seeing it in like healthcare as well and healthcare is healthcare like a public or a private issue well right now it's a really fucking massive public issue and it just blows my mind that people cannot think past themselves like Carl if me or you got coronavirus we would probably be fine unless we were really unlucky but it's not about that. It's what about all the other people we come into contact with every single day mm -hmm. that we would spread it to? Mm -hmm. You know, it just blows my mind that people can don't can't think collectively. So here's here's my here's my question. Um, there were a lot of people kind of screaming during all of this that Joe Rogan should be deplatformed. Oh In my God, no! <laughs> See, I don't agree with that at all. <laughs> I, I, you know, and this is really interesting. He's just a dude, right? Like, he's yeah. just a guy. He's allowed to have his own fucking opinions. They can be really dumb, but he's still allowed to have them. Yeah. And he has a podcast platform. He has a bajillion, two million listeners. Surely it's absolutely within his right. As long as he is not inciting hate or yeah. inciting violence, yeah. he should be able to say whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. Do I think he's a giant dick for saying that and probably a moron? Yeah. Should he be able to say it? Of course he should. Um, yeah, no, I totally, I totally agree. And, and, um, you know, I think, I think it's really funny kind of all the conversation that's been going on around this because people have been trying to, uh, you know, cancel Joe Rogan for years because he's got all sorts of people on his show that have, um, you know, opinions that people just don't like. I mean, he was, I won't call him an Alex Jones supporter, but like he's had Alex Jones on the podcast several times. Mm. And like, obviously Alex Jones was, was deplatformed for, you know, his conspiracy theories and, you know, spreading hate and all these things. So he's seen as like an Alex Jones, like supporter. Um, so people have kind of, you know, 
tried to take him down for being like guilty by association and giving him a voice and things like mm. that. And like he, uh, you know, earlier in the pandemic, like he got in trouble because he had Elon Musk on the podcast and Elon Musk was all like, end the lockdown. We're reopening the, you know, all of our factories, the, you know, this is killing the economy and, and blah, blah, blah. Um, and so a lot of people hated him for that, but yeah, like I, I kind of, I, I completely agree. But I mean, can you hate someone for the guests they have on their podcast? Like surely if his whole thing is to have different guests to, to voice different opinions, like how can you be mad at him for that? Well, like where's the line, I guess. No, I mean, here's the thing is that there's what I would call, uh, you know, perhaps offensively call like a, a neoliberal or like a the new, uh, uh, we'll, we'll put on Instagram a photo of Claire rolling her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a very kind of new liberal thing, in my opinion, that people think people they disagree with should not be allowed to voice those opinions. Yeah, and, it, you know, so, such bullshit. I mean, but a lot of people are, are doing it kind of under the guise of, well, this, this opinion is dangerous or, you know, this person is inciting this or that, or this person is spreading misinformation. That's a big one for like Facebook and YouTube yeah, now yeah, yeah. is that, is that people who disagree with kind of the public, on some of these issues they're they're now quote unquote spreading misinformation and and you know that's being used as justification to have them taken down yeah. um but like where do you fall on like uh Donald Trump you know the and the insur- insurrection on the capitol i know you're not american so maybe yeah. you just don't give a fuck i um, mean sadly because of uh, the nature of the world we live in everybody has to give a fuck about america okay like i really wish it wasn't that way because jesus christ what a shit show of a country uh i mean i'm british I, I don't really have a leg to stand on um but no like i definitely do have opinions uh i do not think that you should be allowed to promote like violence i do not think you should be allowed to promote um like hate or like hate speech um, but I think that you should be allowed to voice your opinion. Donald Trump telling people to go and um, rampage through the Capitol building. No, you cannot he, do but, that. But he, he literally incited a riot. But he literally didn't is the, is but, I mean, the thing. It happened. It happened. I'm not saying there wasn't <laughs> Wait, a oh riot. Oh, my God. Are you a conspiracy theory that dude that, like, doesn't believe that that happened? Are you dude. like, it's all CG, man? No, I am, am not, <laughs> I'm about to defriend you, Carl. Carl, I'm kicking you off the podcast. I'm deplatforming you <laughs> <laughs> right now. I'm obviously not, but, like... Look through look through Donald Trump's tweets and tell me where he told people to storm the Capitol but building. He, he would, no, it was that speech he gave where he was stood up and he was like, we're all going to walk over there right now. This is my Donald Trump voice. We're all going to walk over there right now. We're going to go together. We're going to say that this is a false election. Um, this is not a transcript I'm reading. I'm, uh, I'm heavily mm. summarizing. And then everybody went and did it. It wasn't tweets. It was the speech, right? Right, but like I, in my opinion, he, like he was spreading lies. There's no, there's no doubt about it. Mm. Donald Trump is a liar, and he definitely was spreading lies and misinformation about the campaign and saying that it was stolen when it wasn't. Like I firmly believe all those things. Mm. Should he not be allowed to say those things? <laughs> 
I don't know. I don't know. It's too hard <sighs> of a que- it's too hard of a question. Like like I don't follow um Donald Trump on Twitter because I'm like Well, I, nobody I'm not, does. It. Nobody well, no does anymore. anymore. But I never did cuz I'm like I'm not giving you one more little follower for your ego. Like I'm just not doing it. Um and it just it was it's all so ridiculous. Should he have been deplatformed? Um I mean, whether he meant to or not, he did incite violence. Are people rampaging through buildings in the US because of Joe Rogan? Um, no, I hope. No, but people might be not getting vaccinated because of Joe Rogan. Yeah, which is probably more dangerous. Um, I don't know. I just think, like, I'm, you know, pretty pretty lefty liberal. Like, I'd say mm-hmm. pretty fucking left. Um, like, would I have people on this podcast if I knew that they held views I really, really didn't agree with. Like, me and you don't always agree, but often it's like, which one is more left of the two of us lefties? Mm-hmm. Like, you're, I would say, maybe a little more central than I am? Mm-hmm. I don't really know. Um, but that also, I think, is not an accurate representation of the world, and I think it means that a lot of the people I know who are my friends, we live in this liberal bubble where all we do is spend all our time arguing about who's the more liberal of, like, the two people. So I think it's good to have different opinions, different points of view on stuff. Is it okay that he's telling 21-year-olds to not get vaccinated? No. Should he be deplatformed? No. Should his producer slap him on the side of the head and be like, think before you speak because you, mm-hmm. like, your mm-hmm. words hold a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. Like, you, he has a massive social responsibility because of the amount of people that listen to him. Mm-hmm. Like, that... Like, if you want to be a famous fucking celebrity, like, you don't have to be famous. He could just stop. But he, he's doing it. That's his job. That's a choice he's made. It comes with responsibility. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. To not be a twat. I have a, I have a great quote from him now. Um, so obviously he was forced to walk back these statements quite a, quite a bit in, yeah. the, in the following podcast. Um, and he, he clarified that, um, you know, that his parents were vaccinated. He said that he was going to get vaccinated, but um, it was... Uh, I forget what he said exactly because they they pulled the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. So he said he was like scheduled for a Johnson and Johnson Mm -hmm. vaccine. And then it was, um, uh, and and then that one was, was pulled from use in the U S for a little while. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, so like he clarified that like, he's not an anti-vaxxer and what he was talking about was in the case of an individual, not, not society as a whole, mm. um, you know, whether or not, uh, uh, never mind, I'm going to leave that thought. Um, but, uh, here's, here's the quote he had, which I think is so brilliant. Um, I'm not a doctor. I'm a fucking moron. And I'm a cage fighting commentator. Who's a dirty stand up comedian who just told you I'm drunk most of the time. And I do testosterone and I smoke a lot of weed. I'm not a respected source of information, even for me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. <laughs> like, he kind of called it. Um, and I, you know, that's very funny. And yeah, he makes a good point. He isn't a doctor. Then don't fucking comment on medical shit. Like, shut up, dude. But but we've commented on medical shit. True. Like, I'm literally doing it now. Get vaccinated. <laughs> like, I'm literally... But, but here's, the, here's the thing that annoys me, is everyone, everyone says, you're not a doctor, so shut the fuck up, unless it's something that they agree with. Yeah. Like, if, if, he, if he was coming out and saying... But to be fair, all the doctors are literally saying... Go and get vaccinated. Right, like, but it, but if he was no coming out, if he it. if he was coming out and saying, uh, you know, 
everyone needs to get vaccinated. This is super important for society. Like people wouldn't be telling him, shut the fuck up. You're not a doctor. Mm -hmm. You know, people would be saying, oh, what is, you know, so brave to be dedicating his celebrity to, to promoting such an important cause, you know, making sure everyone's being safe and getting vaccinated. Like it's only, it's only that people disagree with him that they tell him, oh, you know, you're, you're not a doctor. So don't talk about medical stuff. Yeah. But, I mean, he is spouting, like, untruths and lies. And, well, is he? I guess no. Because, like, he is kind of right, I guess. Like, if you're a 21-year-old, are you going to die of coronavirus? Probably not. But it's just the lack of, like, respect for the amount... For, like, the amount of people that have died and the amount of people that still will die. Like, and it's not the 21-year-olds, but it is their grandparents. And it is people, you know, like, the amount of doctors and nurses that have died... Like, come on. Mm-hmm. Like, just be a bit more fucking responsible. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. That's what I think. Be more fucking responsible, everybody. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, just while we're on the topic of Joe Rogan, as I said before, his podcast is now a Spotify exclusive. So, yeah, even before he went to Spotify, you know, uh, he's got thousands of episodes and, you know, tens of millions of followers mm-hmm. uh, for, for the podcast. Um, but... I I find it super interesting that when when he signed the exclusive deal with Spotify, not all of his episodes came over. And oh, the, so they cherry picked. Yeah. What they well, I mean, it cherry picked is a, is a bit harsh because probably over. I think now he's at like one thousand five hundred episodes or something like that. Mm. Um, and I think there have been like maybe five to ten that that weren't ported over to Spotify. Um, but they were they were all the super controversial ones. You yeah. know, like the the podcasts with. Alex Jones weren't taken over. There were other, there was another one where he had Joey Diaz is another comedian mm. on the podcast. And Joey Diaz made a joke about, um, that in the old comedy days that he used to, uh, if female comics wanted to perform at his club, that they had to suck his dick first. And he sounds like a fucking <laughs> gem of a human being. He sounds like someone I'd get on with so well. Um, so that that wasn't Joe Rogan said that. It was it was one of the guests on his podcast. But like Joe was like openly laughing about it, you know, like you know, um, and so that that podcast wasn't ported over to Spotify. So yeah, they did they did kind of exclude. You know some of the very controversial ones that have that have kind of gone viral for this reason or another, which I think is super interesting. Um, and it's like you know now even with this whole vaccine row, like people are blaming Spotify. Yeah, you know it's like, you put this out exactly, and it must be Spotify producers, Spotify. No, he's got his own producer and stuff. Like, I, I mean, individual. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know how, I, I I don't mean, know how the shit works, Carl. Uh, you know, he's, he's got he's got his own. <laughs> um, he's got his own producer and stuff. But um, actually, I have a, a. I'm just gonna pull this up for one second. I had a headline here. So this article's from The Verge. The headline is, "Spotify is okay with Joe Rogan telling 21 year olds not to get vaccinated." <laughs> just like what a brilliant headline like spotify is okay with this you know like, just as a, as a headline i mean spotify is a platform yeah how responsible do you think 
the platform should be for controlling the voices of people on the platform. I mean, but I, if there's there's one added level to it is that Spotify paid Joe Rogan a lot of fucking money to be exclusive on his, on his platform. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's the, you know, that's the, that's kind of the, the hot topic of discussion among all these people who are, you know, I mean, uh, let's be real. It's a, it's a hot topic of discussion among like right wing YouTubers and stuff mm. that like YouTube and Spotify and Apple now hold the keys to deciding who has a public voice or mm. does not have a public voice anymore. Um, which is a probably a conversation for another podcast. I mean, it's true, but like, what's the point? Well, the point is whether or not it violates free speech mm. because like Joe Rogan can say whatever the fuck he wants to. It doesn't matter if he's a doctor or if he's a racist or, you know, any of these things. But I mean, if, you know, he accepted Spotify's money to be Mm -hmm. on that platform, he should abide by their rules. Right. And I think that's the point of this article from The Verge is that somehow this podcast did not break any of Spotify's rules and they they allowed it to go on, Mm. uh, which is why everyone's upset at Spotify. And, you know, kind of going back to like the fact that Twitter can ban the account of a sitting U.S. president. Yeah. Just like, nope, you don't have the right to communicate with public anymore. someone should have taken that man's mobile phone away (laughs) many many years ago um yeah it's crazy but it's true it's the world we live in i think uh i think that's all i got on joe rogan yeah i think that was very interesting okay Okay, and our final segment is Late to the Game, where we talk about something that everyone's been into for the longest of time, and we just discovered ourselves. Claire, what do you got? Okay, so listening to your introduction, I realize this maybe is not actually the best fit, but fuck it, I'm, I'm going with it. So I've been to two weddings this week, which mm. is a lot of weddings. Um, and I was sat around with uh, my girlfriends at the last wedding, and we were all women in our late 20s, early 30s, uh, all unmarried, all, you know. So in, you are late to the game. <laughs> I am. As, a, as well, an aging, unmarried woman. I know. Well, this is what I realized is um, my friend turned to me and she said, you realize, me and you, we're shang nu. Do you know this phrase, shang nu? No. It's a Chinese phrase. It literally means leftover woman. <laughs> Which in China, if you are over the age of 27 and you are not married, you are called Shang Nu. Leftover woman. I was like, shit, I, I guess I am. I'm literally late to the game, the game being marriage. Um, I'm really okay with it. Like, as leftovers go, I'm the kind of leftover that you like, you open your fridge on a Saturday morning and you're like, fuck yes. You still, yes, you, you I've still, still got curry in the fridge. You still reheat pretty well. <laughs> oh, you exactly. <laughs> like, I am microwavable as fuck. <laughs> like, still tastes good cold. So that's my late to the game. I've been I've been so weddinged up in the mm. last week. Um, and it's a lot. And I've been spending a lot of time lately with like old married people, like you, Carl. I um, I don't think twenty seven. I think the people who made those rules in those terms are ridiculous. Well, it's a different time, you know? 
like what, people, it's, what, people wait, get, what? It's a different time. No, what do you mean? P- the people who made those rules mm. made them in a different time. Yeah, I would have thought so. Like 27 is not that old to be getting married. No. Like not at all. I got married quite young uh, comparatively. Yeah. Um, You're a young'un. I'm an old maid. I'm a spinster. I'm drying up. <laughs> I mean, people are getting married later. People are having children later. Oh, my God. I have something I have to tell you. And I, this doesn't need to go in the podcast, but maybe it should. This Are you? This is below uh, my mind. I'm not getting married. I'm not pregnant. Oh, my God, you... Kyle. No. No. But it's about this. So people have been getting married later. People have been having babies later. There's this, um, like, stat that's always thrown around that's like, if you... If women don't have kids before they're 35, they're basically fucked. They're geriatric mothers. Like, like physiologically. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, it's really, really hard to get pregnant. It's really hard to, like, have a healthy baby. Um, and then I just read this article um, by The Guardian a couple of weeks ago. And the big study that everyone always quotes where they're, they're like, oh, you know, it's X amount harder to get pregnant after 35 than it is before 35. This study was done in France in the 1700s. <laughs> like, honestly, I shit you not. It was done in the 1700s when people only lived to, like, 45 anyway. Mm. Like, Jesus. And this is, like, oh, my God, medicine and women, it, like, blows my fucking mind. But, like, doctors now are like, well, studies say, I don't give a fuck what a study from 1782 France says about my reproductive health. That is insane. Please, can we have some new studies? Can someone please, like, fund this shit? I think there are lots of studies. Oh, my God. I mean, first of all, first of all, hold on. There is a measurable increase in the risk to the child, the risk to the mother, and the risk of birth defects that goes up as a woman gets older. Yeah. Like, that is, that is, that is true. But the big study that a lot of this information and this was about your your likelihood of conceiving I understand I understand all that It comes from 1700s France. I understand I understand all that but there but there is an age at which women can't get pregnant anymore after the menopause there, yes, yes Kyle. and there there is an age approaching that time where it is more dangerous for women to get pregnant either mm-hmm. for themselves or for the child or or risk of birth defect but, So it's a sliding scale Yeah but so, what they're now saying is um, 35 isn't the like scary cutoff line that everybody mm-hmm. think of because it's often like it's very commonly cited this mm. study um, and they're now saying that with all the, this new information that's being found out and like all new studies that are being done 35 really isn't the hard cutoff mm-hmm. and we need to rethink this but I just find it mind-boggling that information from a study done like nearly 300 years ago is still like so commonly like cited and it, to be fair, it's not really used by doctors. It's used by, like, newspapers. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's my, that's my thing. So I'm late to the game because I'm a, an unmarried old bint. Um, and I'll probably be late to the game with kids as well. But we'll see. We'll see where we are in a decade. Um, so I've got a quick late to the game. Um, I, uh, on the Chinese uh, streaming service that I subscribe to, there are a bunch of, like, old like 70s and 80s action movies so i've been i've been rocking through a bunch of awesome old action movies and i recently rewatched terminator number 1 <laughs> fucking classic although my brother says the second one's better i haven't watched that one yet aren't there like 12 terminators no there were like 3 or 4 and then they got rebooted there's another one or two maybe mm, that's a lot of terminator is uh, on schwarzenegger right yeah yeah schwarzenegger yeah. i'll be back that. 
I'll be back. That was the worst Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> impression I've ever heard. On that note, I think we're done. We're done. I'm Claire, and this is Kyle, and this has been What It's About, the podcast full of strongly held and poorly researched opinions. You can find us on Instagram or Twitter at What It's About Pod. You can email suggestions, questions, or comments to whatitsaboutpod at gmail.com. And finally, our website is whatitsabout.fun. Yes, dot fun. Our intro song is Retro Electro by Mario Cole. Other music this week from Ashutosh Music, Mativ, and Whataboy. I'm Kyle. And I am Claire. Thank you and good night. Good night. What was that thing he just like tweeted once? It was just like for there. He just t- tweeted like half a word and nothing else. I, I know the answer, but I'm not. T- I'm not telling you. Uh, <laughs> what was it? No, I got. I got to know. Confefe. I'm I'm literally not putting Confefe on this podcast in April of 2021 or May of 2021. It's so uh, funny. <laughs>